1: Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat continues on Sports Radio 960 AM WSBT. With Brian Driscoll Day here on Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat. Didn't get that's to talk holiday. to you Monday. I, think I
2: could get behind right there, man. I, I like the sound of that. <laughs> that's right. That's right.
1: How are you doing today? You staying dry? I'm doing
2: great. Doing great. Yeah, I missed you on Monday, man.
1: I know. It had an exciting basketball game though. So, so.
2: Heck yeah! I heard it was a really close game up until about tip off. Yeah, yeah, that's that, exactly right. Kind of ran away with it. <laughs>
1: that's exactly right. It was uh, it was seven to five Oklahoma. That was their biggest lead and their only lead <laughs> at mm-hmm. that point. So. Yeah. It was a lot of fun afterwards. So Yeah. If you're on the Notre Dame side, obviously. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Which I am. I am yeah. always pro Notre Dame. Well, yeah. Dame. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I wanted to ask you this this story came out just before I was starting the show today. And it's not football related, but you know, we talk about coaches and you know, like Marcus Freeman's put together his first staff and all that different stuff. Dane Fife let go after one season on Mike Woodson's basketball staff at Indiana. And a lot of the fan and some media chatter that I have seen associated with this says, you know, maybe Dane Fife challenging the head coach too much in his first season. They were a little bit of an of an arranged marriage it sounds like. You know, they had never worked mm-hmm. before that kind of stuff. And my you know, and you've been on coaching staffs obviously and all that different stuff my feeling is if an assistant is going to challenge the head coach the head coach had better have a lot of trust in that assistant Mm -hmm. uh you know and not feel like maybe there are ulterior motives at play and I'm kind of wondering you know curious like what you think about that kind of thing
2: I think in his assistant coach you have to be very careful when you're working with a head coach that you've never worked with before Especially when it's you know you're both, I believe they're both alums, right? Then Mike Woodson also played Indiana. Yep. You know, I think that's that's a really, that's a really kind of interesting line that you got to toe. I'm I'm all for assistant coaches being able to challenge the head coach, but number one, it has to be a challenge that's being that's being warranted or not warranted, but sought out by the head coach. I mean, you need to hire people that you know, that you like, you said that you trust, mm-hmm. and give them the authority to say, "Hey, look, if I'm not if if I'm losing my way or if I'm doing what you know is not who I am or if you don't like this call or whatever else, I need you to challenge me." But there's a way a right and a wrong way to do it. And that also can play a role in that relationship is if that challenge is happening kind of out in front of the players or right. during games, that's not going to be okay for me. Yeah. Uh, that challenge needs to happen you know, behind closed doors or if you're up in the box. I mean, that's the one you know, in football. That's an area where you can challenge a sure. head coach or a call. It's different. You're talking on headsets. Players. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But I, you know, I, th- I think especially if you get in these situations where maybe, like you said, it was a, a, an arranged marriage, so to speak, you got to be real careful that you earn that coach's trust before you start challenging him. Because what's going to happen is it's going to have the exact opposite effect of what you want it to have. And if I don't trust you and you're gonna come at me with things that, that are telling me you don't think I'm doing the job well enough or that I should do it, that's how I'm gonna take it. It's mm-hmm. not that you're trying to give constructive criticism how we get this thing better. It's like you're you're trying to undermine me or you're trying to challenge me or you're trying to question me. And whether it's right or wrong, you know, coaches have egos, right? We all do and in in that business. And and if you think someone's undermining you and challenging you, you're gonna not handle that real well. understandably so. So I think you gotta really, really toe that line the right way especially in year one and then as you work well together and that coach knows me better and he knows that hey this is just my personality and all that kind of stuff like I've had that problem before it different jobs where it's just like you know, I have a bit of a an abrasive personality, and I just kind <laughs> of speak you, my mind. You know me well you. enough to know. And I'm like, I'm just trying to say something constructive, but it can come across much more maybe aggressive than than maybe I intended right. to and be. Right, and
1: again, that like that goes to the relationship. If if the other guy right. or you know per, person is not familiar with sort of how you <laughs> communicate those Bingo. kind of yeah, they can take you it in, in completely the wrong way. That's right.
2: Yeah, absolutely, and so. Communication is so important in so many different ways, but if you're not seeking that type of communication then, or, or that type of input, that's also going to make it to where, like, look, dude, I didn't ask you to tell me what you think about that. I asked you to do this, right? I asked you to coach the quarterbacks or the receivers, or the D line. I didn't right. ask you to, you know, to do this, this, and this. And it, 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 if you don't have that kind of relationship, that's going to be sort of the response you're going to get.
3: With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh, pre-portioned ingredients, and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. The new year is a great time to focus on what's most important to you. Whether it's saving money by ordering less takeout, learning to cook, or prioritizing your wellness, HelloFresh is here to help with endless options to make cooking at home simple and enjoyable. HelloFresh cuts back on time spent in the kitchen so you can spend it on other resolutions with meals ready in around 30 minutes or less. Plus, quick and easy meals including 20-minute recipes and low-prep, easy cleanup options provide an even faster route to putting food on the table. HelloFresh is the perfect solution for a family like mine. With five kids and virtually no free time in the calendar, HelloFresh brings us fresh ingredients, easy recipes, all in one convenient package. It even allows for the long-sought-after family time that we love. HelloFresh is something that the whole family loves to prepare and enjoys eating. Just go to HelloFresh.com slash Irish16 and use code Irish16 for up to 16 free meals and 3 free gifts. Again, go to HelloFresh.com slash Irish16 and use code Irish16 for up to 16 free meals and 3 free gifts. Remember, HelloFresh
0: indeed.com slash blue wire terms and conditions apply need to hire you need indeed
1: oh something else I wanted to ask you about before we talk more Notre Dame specific all this talk about hand size with Kenny Pickett Mm -hmm. the the former Pittsburgh quarterback getting ready for that I'm curious what you think of that because you've also played quarterback before is it is it just completely overblown is there is there anything to it what do you think about all this you know especially when it comes to quarterbacks
2: i i don't think it's overblown just by it's just in like just uh, just dismiss it no matter what i think it's certainly something that needs to be discussed right because hand size has a lot to do with your grip okay mm-hmm. and Uh, For some people, it it impacts us. So for me, for example, I I don't have very big hands. I would imagine I I would be at the bottom of the quarterback uh, combine chart when it comes to hand size. Well, for me, that was a problem because uh, my hand size, I have bigger palms, so I have shorter fingers. If your hand size is a certain way because you have maybe a smaller grip but longer fingers, it may may not impact you, right? We all don't have the same palm-to-finger ratio, right? (laughs) I mean, that's the reality of it, you know? But for some players, it it can be impactful. So for me, I had a hard time throwing the deep ball, you know, throwing uh, really like muscling up passes and throwing with zip when the ball was wet. I I just for because of my hand size and the way that I gripped it, I had an issue. Michael Vick had incredibly small hands for a quarterback, I think like eight and a half inch hands. Oh, wow, it was never a problem for him because he has very strong hands and just the way the makeup of it. So you, when you see a hand size, it's like with anything else, like okay, I need to follow up on that. Then you pop in the film and you say, okay this kid played in the SEC. He never had any rainy games. He played in really nice, you know, weather, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. This could be a problem for me. But with Kenny Pickett, it's like the kid played in Pittsburgh. His entire career, right? right. So right. give me every game that he played in where it rained, and give me every game that he played in where there was heavy wind, and then evaluate that. And if the film checks out and he's getting zip on the ball and he's throwing accurately and all those kind of things, then you say it's not a problem. Right. And then if you're putting him through a workout, you do the wet ball drill and see how it see how it pans out. So, you know, I think that's kind of how that's kind of how I look at this whole thing. Like I if you remember watching the uh, the North Carolina pit game, it was pouring down rain the whole time. Uh-huh. He threw for 346 yards and three touchdowns and outplayed Sam Howell, you know, and and I didn't notice any throws that were beyond like, oh, gee, that looks like a guy with small hands, right? Sure. And, you know, so to me, it just it depends on the quarterback. For me, it was a problem. I, I bet you my hands are similar size to Michael Vick's, but for him, it wasn't a problem. He could throw in the rain, he could throw in the wind, he could do all that kind of <laughs> stuff. It was never a problem. It just... And you'll have some guys with bigger hands who the struggle when the ball is a little wet because of the way they grip the ball. So you just have to – you have to take it with, with with as a part of just another data point that you need to follow up on, just like if a guy has a, you know, low wonderlick test or a guy doesn't run a great 40 or whatever else. Like, okay, let's follow up on this. Let's look at the film. Let's, you know, see what the film tells us. And, you know, somebody had a joke as an offensive lineman. He's like, you know, I don't, I don't know if a team like, you know, Kenny Pickett, you know, you – I don't know if he's going to be able to to thrive in a, you know, a, an AFC North, co- you know, team like Pittsburgh for example. Making a joke like the kid played in one of the worst weather areas in the nation right. and it was never a problem. He, I think he he's going to be Played in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Right. It's going to be okay.
1: <laughs> Brian Driscoll from irishbreakdown.com. Okay, so speaking of quarterbacks, let's shift mm-hmm. to some some Notre Dame. I was playing some of Marcus Freeman's comments about the quarterbacks and he said, you know, I'm no quarterback guru, but he spends time with the guys each week to, to get to know him and all that. I'm, what do you think about that, the relationship that he's trying to build as a, as a defensive coach with the guy, with those guys? My wife likes to think of
2: herself as a coffee expert. So when we decided to give trade coffees a try, she was excited to see what they had to offer. and We were not disappointed. After filling out a short quiz that matches you with just the right coffee, we received the Holmes blend from Sparrows Coffee in Grand Rapids, Michigan. The Nostalgia Series blend that she received from Sparrow's Coffee made an immediate impression as soon as she opened the box. And once she brewed the home's blend the next morning, she was able to enjoy a rich, smooth cup of coffee with a very robust flavor. My wife is quite picky about her coffees, but you can be sure that she'll once again be buying from Sparrow's Coffee, and we'll be going back to Trade Coffee for another shot at getting a tasty blend from a regional company. You have to give Trade's Coffee a try. Trade's coffee team actually tastes thousands of coffees to keep 450 different kinds live and ready to ship every day. There's no one perfect coffee, but there is a perfect coffee for you, and Trade's human-powered algorithm will find it. Trade is so confident they'll match you right the first time that if they don't, they'll take your feedback and an actual coffee expert will work with you to send a brand new bag for free. What we learned is that Trade Coffee sends you freshly roasted beans from 60 of the country's best craft roasters. Small businesses who pay farmers fair prices to substantially source the greatest beans from around the world. Trades Coffee's experts personally taste over 450 roasts, so they know exactly what to recommend for you. Just answer a couple of questions, and you get your own personalized variety of coffees delivered fresh to you as soon as you like. No gimmicks. Trade delivers a fresh bag of roasted coffee as whole beans or ground for however you brew it at home. And they guarantee you'll love your first order or they'll replace it for free. Trade has delivered over 5 million bags of fresh coffee. And right now, Trade is offering new subscribers a total of $30 off your first order plus shipping when you go to drinktrade.com forward slash Irish. That's more than 40 cups of coffee for free. Get started by taking their quiz at drinktrade.com forward slash Irish. And let trade find you a coffee you'll love. That's drinktrade.com forward slash Irish for $30 off.
0: Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people. And you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com/slash AI for all.
2: It's vitally important. I mean, incredibly important. And what you don't want to do is you don't want to necessarily walk in there and start telling the quarterbacks what to do, right? Like, dude, you're you're a linebacker's coach, right? Like, you you know, (laughs) I mean, I respect you as head coach, but like, I don't really think you need to be critiquing my technique. And you know what I mean? Like, it's just not. But some head coaches like, hey, I know you. I've never coached position, but I have a I have a theory on how it should be coached. Like, okay, shut up. (laughs) But you you can create some of that. But at the same time, you also need your head coach has to have a good connection to the quarterback, right? Like, the quarterback has got to be in some ways the 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 advocate for the head coach and vice versa, right? Like, if if the quarterback doesn't have the coach's back. If the quarterback's not buying into the message and those type of things, and that can be a problem. And one of the things I liked when we actually listened to the quarterbacks talk, when they spoke after what was it Saturday's practice, right? Drew Pine and Tyler Buckner both quoted Mark, uh, uh, something that Marcus Freeman says to the team. It was like one day, you know, one like one day, one one day, one life or one play, one life or something like that. I forget what it was, but it was like the fact that they like just off the tip of their tongues, they just both grabbed it and, and used it. It's like okay there that's a a good sign for me because you want them to say hey look I got coaches back we don't necessarily have to have the relationship where you're telling me about footwork and reads and stuff like that but I need to know that you have my back that you understand what I'm going through what I'm doing and whatever else and then if the quarterback then supports the head coach it's going to then kind of manifest itself down through the rest of the team so I do think it's very important that Marcus Freeman has a, a good relationship with the with the quarterbacks without then stepping on Tommy Reese's toes because that's the other kind of, you know, danger zone to any, t- you know, head coach, yeah. quarterback coach o- slash OC relationship. Uh, but, you know, and I and I think the fact that he said, look, I'm not a quarterback guru right there. Like, if, if there were, any, for example, any sort of uh, nervousness from Tommy Reese's standpoint that Marcus Freeman's coming in the quarterback room listening, that right there is Marcus Freeman kind of saying, hey, look, let me – let me bring the guard down, right? Let me, let me take the, the, the electric fence you got around you down and let you know, like, I come in peace, right? You know? <laughs> and I think that's smart. I think that's smart and savvy. So uh, I, I liked what he had to say, and I love the fact that you know, a couple days later we're listening to the quarterbacks just talking about, well, you know, Coach Freeman says this and Coach Freeman says that. I think that was, that was a, a positive sign for me. Yeah, and I,
1: I think that means that they're listening to him, obviously, as well, mm-hmm. and and right. they're not just kind of going through the motions, yeah, coach or whatever, you know, whatever. Because right. he's the leader of the team,
2: yeah, right. They need to be able to look at him as the leader of the team and be able to look at Tommy Reese as the leader of the offense. Mm-hmm. So when Coach Freeman's talking about big picture stuff, I'm locked in, I'm zoned in, I'm like, I'm everything he has to say, I'm taking and I'm running with it. But then I'm also going here and, and listening to Coach Reese in the same way as he talks to me about, you know, what the nature of of, of who we are going to be on offense. Right? You need to be able to do both and for this staff to really click together as 11 guys all on the same page that that has to they have to make sure that they're on the same page and then that's going to make it so much easier for the pe- the players to accept the various roles of authority that each coach cuz you know with quarterbacks it's only two but like with offensive line they've got three authority figures they have to listen to the head coach the offensive sure. coordinator and the position coach yeah. right and everybody has to be speaking the same language and and focusing on the same the same big picture things and the head coach has to, you know, that has to be a part of that. And I think it's also important too, because he is a defensive guy, that Marcus Freeman doesn't come in and say, hey, listen, guys, I'm just the defensive guy. I'm your he he said from the very beginning, I'm your head coach too. Right? I need you to know that I'm here for you too. It's gonna be a lot easier for the defensive players to feel that way about Marcus Freeman, because they know him. They've played under him, he's earned that trust and vice versa. With the offensive players, he's gonna have to kind of go a little bit an extra mile to then create that same relationship because he needs to have all 85 scholarship players, all the walk-ons, everybody that's a part of the program has to believe that that's my head coach.
1: Well, and that's, you know, he also talked about trying, you know, working to make this one team and not offense versus defense. Yeah, and you, I love that. Yeah, uh, just I love that. Yeah, some more on that then.
2: <laughs> it was so obvious that Brian Kelly was an offensive guy. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, we could debate in a, in a, in a, show someday of maybe that's why the defense was always so much better the last five years than the
3: offense. Yeah. But
2: that's a, that's yeah. a different conversation yeah. for a different day. But, you know, I think that's important. You're saying
1: one was, voice for the, you know, that the defense had and the, you know, the, the, right, the exactly. other guy was Brian Kelly, too many look, voices we, we on the other side. Yeah. Right.
2: Sean, we were practices. Sure. Brian Kelly was an offensive guy. It was clear. He was an offensive guy. You know, he wasn't down there working with the defense, the coach in the defense and, and you know they had their they had their guy, and it was you know Clark Lee or it was Marcus Freeman, and I think that's why there was such a bond to those p- defensive coordinators because they looked at him as like that's our head coach, you know, uh, and and I don't think Coach Freeman wants that, and I think he experienced that being the defensive coordinator of like, hey, look, we are kind of our own world, and you know, I'd, look, I'd, I'd you know you know me, Sean, I talked to a lot of different sources and all those type of things, and there was always a lot of when things wouldn't go well, there was always a lot of friction between the two sides of the ball. Well, we didn't do this because the defense didn't do this or the offense didn't do that. And you can't have that. And I think part of that was due to the fact that the head coach was considered an offensive guy. You know, and 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 there would be times it'd be weird, like, especially in the last few years, where like Brian Kelly would like bend over backwards to defend the offense. But anytime the defense had even remotely a bad game or not a typical game, he'd 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 bend over backwards to criticize them. Well that that's not just something I noticed. I'm just telling you that right now, it's not just something I noticed. And I think Marcus Freeman saw that. He saw the reaction of the players to that. And he's not going to make the same mistake with the offense that I think Brian Kelly made with the defense. So like I'm everybody's head coach. right? And we're, we're all working towards the same goal. We're not going to win a championship because we have a great defense. We're not going to win a championship because we have a great offense. We're going to win a championship because we have a great offense and a great defense. And they're one team. And we're all working towards the same goal. And we all have each other's back. And I think that was a very important message to say. I mean, he got, it got a little kind of weird with it, with the fight conversation. But I understand what he was saying. You know, like, I'm not one of those coaches that wants to see guys fighting in practice. Hey, I'm with you. Amen. It was a little bit of a forced analogy, but the point was spot on. We're one team. We can't have one heartbeat if we're then two separate teams. One heartbeat, what are you like? Uh, You know, what was the movie of Matt Damon and. Greg Kinnear, right, where they were attached. You know what I'm
1: talking about? Was it like, stuck on you? Is that stuck what Stuck on you. That was great, right? Like,
2: it's two people, one you know, one liver, whatever. But, you know, if you're yeah. going to have one heart, then you need to be one body and one team, right? And it can't be offense. And it's got to be, you know, get real theological with you, you know, and the Trinity and all that other kind of stuff. Uh-huh. But the point is you need to have one team, one heartbeat, one message, and there needs to be a unity where, hey, look, I'm battling you in practice today because I'm trying to make you better and I need you to make me better. And vice versa, as opposed to the adversarial nature that I think we saw at times in the past.